the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Thursday, baby. I love it. You and the turban hit the bricks. Get out of here. Not to mention you married your brother, you sick son of a dog. See, Congress is the closest to the people for a very specific reason. It is supposed to be a watchdog of government corruption. It is not supposed to take part in it. However long are gone are those ideas of principles and a philosophy. I still don't know what the philosophy of America is. It certainly isn't what we're witnessing. As Hakeem Jeffries gets up and, and, and says, don't, don't worry about socialism. It's nothing to worry about. But I have to tell you, I'm not a religious person. I am very open with you. I tell you exactly why. I have many, many questions. And one of the other questions is because I grew up in the Catholic faith. faith. And as far as I could tell, even as a young kid, a lot of brainwashing techniques, aside from the stand up, get down, chant, and sing, and da, 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 aside from that, there were always scumbags in church. I mean, whores and gangsters shakedown artists and all around crooks and you know god loves everybody but you know if you cross him he'll send you to hell forever that's another topic but what i saw today with this irish gypsy this guy invoking some sort of catholicism to look away from the open asset of enemies foreign and domestic to the country that he is with his gitchy stories about his grandma and his grandpappy and everybody else and we're not addressing the fact that we are on the precipice of World War III because of this idiot's corruption. And then he's going to stand up there during the prayer breakfast, invoke some sort of religion, and spew absolute and total lie after lie after lie. But when you build from the bottom up and the middle out, poor folks get a shot and the middle class can live a decent... I know, Squirrel. He can't say poor folks. The dementia eating away at his brain like a Pac-Man little thing. And the wealthy still do very well. They still do very well. Two years in the making, we're making real progress. This is what progress looks like. And do you know why the wealthy does real well, Joe? I mean, aside from the wealthy who bribe the Democrats, the corporatists, they don't count. See, they're scum. They're like your fat-ass O'Hare Airport construction guys. They, They don't count. That's corruption. That's not... Because they make money and deliver value. There are certain people in this country that are just good at life. And then there's others. There's others like the fruit of your loins. Which really, from what I can tell, seem to be a bunch of scumbags. But you're still inspiring other Democrats who think you're the greatest daddy at all. And they didn't mention how your daughter wrote in the diary how you like to take showers with her. Right up until she was an adult. This is the best job I've ever had. (laughs) This is a grown man. 
His name is Ron Klain, and he's chief of staff. By the end of this speech, he's going to sound like the chief of the staff. I will miss this job, our work, this mission, and most of all, this team every single day. In the winter of 2019, and for dead again in the winter of 2020, and for dead again in the winter of 2021. Squirrel, a man can cry two times in his life. Two times. When his mother dies, and when, uh, who am I trying to, who would I like to say? Pavarotti. When Pavarotti sings, you can cry then. Pavarotti and your mother, and that's it. It is never a good bet to bet against Joe Biden and this team. Never, ever a good bet. And there's no higher honor I could have. I learned everything I know about how to be a good father from Joe Biden. Wrong. He is the best father I know and the best role model I know. Wrong. Gentlemen, brings me to my next point. Don't smoke crack. So you've got one son who's a crackhead, scumbag, low-life rat whoremongering fraud. You got a daughter that doesn't seem to hold down a job, but because you showered with her until she was an adult. And you're the greatest father in the world. See, this is what I can't stand. And they invoke it all during the prayer breakfast. And everyone's afraid to tell the truth. I'm not afraid to tell the truth. I like telling the truth. I particularly like telling the truth to lying scum. I really, really do. And that really encompasses all of the Democrats, and about 65 to maybe 70 percent of the Republicans. They bring to the floor of the House of Representatives today a resolution on socialism to condemn some dictators that we all condemn. No, 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 Hakeem. See, you don't understand the principle of the nation. Do you know why socialism is frowned upon? Not simply because it is a cancer to any kind of uh, society, and it collapses in bankruptcy and total failure like everywhere it's been tried but because it is a government top-down authoritarianism which is everything that comes out of your bald head right i hit the wrong button she's bald and he's bald they bring to the floor of the house of representatives today a resolution on socialism to condemn some dictators that we all condemn yeah, but you don't condemn your own socialists. You've got some notable socialists, and they were all in a tizzy today. It was a real tizzy. They threw away one of the squad members. Now, they threw away arguably the least repulsive when you look at her face. However, she did marry her brother, a little freakish. They threw her off of the committee so she can't really invoke her allegiance to the country she's from, the terrorist-infested Somalia. And she can't go on to announce her anti-Semitism and rabid support for American enemies, both foreign and domestic, and some of the squad socialists were a little upset about it. Censor Congresswoman Omar, in the same week, they introduced a bill to ban federal employees from engaging in censorship. Where are the free speech warriors today? The hypocrisy is obvious to the American people. You are showing who you all are, really. The gentlewoman's time has expired. Omar will not be silenced. The gentlewoman's time has expired. Omar, the gentlewoman's so time sorry, has expired. That our country is failing you today through this chamber. You belong The gentlewoman is no longer recognized. Oh, and that Rashida Tlaib, you remember which one that one is, right? Squirrel? That's the one you could hide your sneakers in her nostrils. She was had the crying face with the nostrils flaring, the tears running. Anything but attractive. In the meantime, let's go to the most attractive who really got there because she is attractive. She got that whole J-Lo thing going on. But she's as communist as Shea Gravera. 
I think one of the things that we should talk about here is also one of the disgusting legacies after 9-11 has been the targeting and racism against Muslim Americans throughout the United States of America. And this is an extension of that legacy. Consistency, there is nothing consistent with the Republican Party's continued attack except for the racism and incitement of violence against women of color in this body. I had a member of the Republican caucus she gets going here, my squirrel. life. And She's you all and, and the jumping. Republican caucus rewarded him with one going of the most prestigious it. committee assignments in this Congress. Don't tell me this is about consistency. Ooh, Don't tell go, me that this is about an abdic- a, a condemnation of anti-Semitic remarks when you have a member of the Republican caucus who, have, who has talked about Jewish space lasers and an, an entire amount of tropes and also elevated her to some of the highest committee assignments in this body. This is about targeting women of color in the, in the United States of America. Don't tell me because I didn't get a single apology Time expired. my life was threatened. Thank now, you know what they all have in common, the squad? I mean, aside from being open about their socialism, open about their collectivism, their top-down authoritarianism, they're all embroiled in finance campaign scandals. Every single one of these thieving rats. And the one that was thrown off the Foreign Affairs Intelligence Committee has a real tie back to Somalia. Now, Somalia is a complicated country. We've been at war with it for a while. You could justify if it is a war, if it isn't a war. But one thing you have to recognize is it's a country that is run by the same kind of ideology that now controls Afghanistan. There is a tense standoff. Over a dozen people have died and many are being held hostage in Somalia's capital, Mogadishu. Al-Shabaab terrorists attacked a famous hotel. The terror group is linked to the al-Qaeda. It's nearly 24 hours. And this- now, Ilian and Omar, we need to trace back every dollar in her campaign coffers. Because if you remember, Ileana Omar was also involved in, the, in one of the largest PPP scandals in American history. She's also involved in one of the la- largest Section 8 and a housing vo- or food vouchers scandal in America in her short time as a Congress birthing person. So there's a lot going in here that we need to talk about. But Hakeem Jeffries who is their leadership in the Congress, he's going to make this about socialism, and I still say he loses that argument, don't you, Baldy? But understand, the goal of this phony, fake, and fraudulent resolution is just to somehow provide cover for extreme MAGA Republicans to try to undermine an agenda that is designed to lift up the health, safety, and well-being of the American people. Wrong. And... It's ironic. It's a good thing for him. His public school educated constituents can't read because what he would realize is that every policy that is causing us to go bankrupt and butt up against the debt ceiling, every policy that they pretend they're helping you with from Obamacare to Social Security to Medicaid, pick a socialist item in this caucus. Pick one is not only an absolute failure economically. But it is riddled with the same kind of corruption that these scoundrels perpetrate on a daily basis. Is on adoption of the resolution. Those in favor say aye. aye. Those in favor say no. no. It's the opinion of the chair that the ayes have it and the resolution is agreed to. And without objection, the motion to reconsider is laid on the table. So hit the road, Jack. Now go back to your brother slash ex-husband, cry on his shoulder, and celebrate with your campaign-thieving husband who you're now married to. Roach. 312-642-5600. You're fired. 
make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Then put your little hand in mine. There ain't no hell Don't worry, don't worry. We've got Joe Biden touting all of the women he surrounds himself with. By the way, I highly recommend you look at this speech. It was eight of the most excruciating minutes you're ever going to watch, but I implore you to count how many times he blinked. It was eight minutes. He blinked about 16 times. More than half the women in my cabinet, more than, more than half the people in my cabinet, more than half the women in, the, in my administration are women. More than half of the women are women. Now, years ago, that would have been funny, but I don't know who is he talking about this guy? Throughout my career, I have focused on the intersection. Between- or is he talking about Ron Klain? He sounds like a woman. This is the, the best job I've ever had. <laughs> yeah. He's, he might be right. Oh, there might God. be more than half of the women in his cabinet are actually women. It might be more like three quarters of the women in his cabinet are women. Uh, look, the way that we see this, it's a political stunt, uh, much like House Republicans' unjust, unjust removal of other leading Democrats from key committees uh, in recent weeks. And it is a disservice to the American people. For a minute there during his speech, I got excited for a minute. I thought maybe Trump was coming back. But I'm so happy to be able to welcome my president back to the United States Congress, back to the United States Capitol, and he's promised me that I'll be able to sit at my desk tomorrow. You know what he's talking about, Squirrel? Don't worry. Neither does he, because he has dementia, and he's destroying my country as 500,000 Russian troops are now mounted on the former Soviet Union called Ukraine that was embroiled in a civil war, killing its own people just a year and a half ago for the last eight years. Teresa on the Gold Coast. Hi, Sean. You know, I was having a conversation with someone today about how, how uh, America has lost the plot. I mean, w- we can't figure out what we even stand for anymore. Lost Is the, it all corruption and craziness? Yeah. It has no philosophy. You know, this country has no philosophy. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't have philosophy. It doesn't have character. It doesn't have respect anymore. I mean, where Remind are Remind you we of now? Chicago? Remind yeah, you of New York time. or New Jersey yep. or anywhere there's yep. a Democrat mafia in charge? Yep. Well, sure does. That's what happens, kid. And uh, it's going to get bumpier. It's going to get bumpier. But don't yeah, worry. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they say that this new nuclear stuff, it's going to be fine. It's almost good for the climate. We'll be all right. Thank you very much. Craig, Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, okay. I got a question for you with regard to the... Um, so the Democrats, whenever they get in trouble and get caught molesting women and sexual harassment and all that, they use the taxpayers' money uh, for all the legal stuff. Like now, uh, Andrew Cuomo, he's embroiled in this thing. They're going to go after him. But uh, the taxpayers are on the hook for paying all his legal bills. So now, is that going to apply to um, uh, they're going to go after Trump again with Stormy Daniels because they ran out of things to go after him for, so they're going to bring her out of the closet and uh, go after him again. Can he use uh, uh, taxpayer money to take in uh, for his legal bills now too, or is that? I'm sure the- they'll find. A, I'm sure they'll find a carve out. But you know, it's interesting what you said today because it kind of plays into today and the prayer breakfast. Where not only this particular low life scumbag pretending to be president, thief, and commander and thief, but another um, waitress molester way back from the '90s, Chris Dodd. What a scumbag low life roach he is. He was back and he was. Uh, he was celebrated by uh, Joe Biden. As a team effort, I was especially want to thank my friend, as I said, Chris Dodd, but also that woman sitting next to him. Chris Dodd is lucky he molested the waitress who didn't have any family members such as myself. Or Chris Dodd would be talking a lot more like Joe Biden. Thank you very much. 
Because he looks clearly Joe Biden. There's there's clearly, clearly something really wrong with him. More than half the women in my cabinet, more than more than half the people in my cabinet, more than half the women in, the, in my administration are women. <laughs> Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how are you tonight? Very good. Are, how about your family? Are more than half of the women in your family women? <laughs> yeah. All right, good. Yeah. Just so half of the men yeah, in your family are not women. That's a problem. <laughs> now you're like the Pritzkers. Go ahead. <laughs> what I wanted to say is, if the people that listen to your program don't believe believe you that the Democrats are all corrupt, then if, then they should go and listen to the debate on trying to keep Omar, especially from AOC and this moron squad that they call. How about, about them? How I see to to leave with her. the nast- with the nostrils flaring. Oh, you know, it's hard for good-looking God. people to look nice when they're crying, but when you start out Jeez. in the ugly corner, woo wee. She was confusing a lot There's of people, and some dogs were looking at the TV like they heard a whistle. It was rough, brother. <laughs> rough. Highly recommend. Just uh, make sure you watch it, uh, you know, about an hour and a half after you eat or right before. Thank you very much, Rich. Okay. It's almost like a weight loss thing. Let's listen to this. This is good stuff. Censor Congresswoman Omar in the same week. They introduced a bill to ban federal employees from engaging in censorship. Where are the free speech warriors today? The hypocrisy is obvious to the American people. You are showing who you all are, really. The gentlewoman's time has expired. Omar will not be silenced. The gentlewoman's time to has Congress expired. To Omar, the I gentlewoman's am so time sorry, has expired. That our country is failing you today through this chamber. You the, belong the gentlewoman is no longer yeah, recognized. It's not in the boogers. It's rough. It's a rough look. But in the meantime, who exactly is we is? Ileana Omar, what do we really know? I mean, aside from the fact that she married her brother, embroiled in campaign finance scandal after scandal, and her largest contributors were also caught in the largest fraud of food stamps. What else do we know about her? Siege continues. Somali armed forces are still fighting to free the hostages taken by the attackers inside the hotel. On Friday, Al-Shabaab terrorists stormed the popular Hayat Hotel. Heavily armed men entered the hotel indiscriminately firing. This is why every single representative, every congressman, every senator, if they receive money from countries and from groups that are linked to this kind of atrocity, they can sit on no committees. Everyone should be treated like George Santos like an absolute fraud from soup to nuts. Because the flaw in this country is very simple. The way you attain these offices is by lying to people. The way you win these offices is by telling every group you talk to you got their back. Because you're not going to get elected in this country by saying when more than 50% of you are on welfare and we have 11 million empty jobs, you're lazy And you're useless. If you take more than you've ever contributed, you are lazy and you are useless. Instead, we pretend it's normal and we call them Democrats. And that's why you're in the pickle you're in. And that's why Hakeem Jeffries, qualified to do absolutely nothing, can get up there and give a backdoor defense for the socialism that used to get you thrown out of the damn country. See, you couldn't collaborate with the ideas that destroyed countries around the world. You were called a communist sympathizer. Instead, they're called Congress people now. And it's normal to have the the, the most obvious communists as the biggest leaders in the Democrat Party. Pick one. Either it's the fake Indian or it's it's the Moscow honeymooning roach 
who could have been president. Chuck and Dullivan. Hey, thanks for putting that thing out about that to leave. I worked all day. I was outside. I didn't get a chance to listen to the radio. But that was pretty cool that they're, they're throwing everybody off these committees. Hey, uh, big, big shout out to Phil and uh, Reggie. I sat with them at the uh, Dan Props Rose when he had his birthday party. And uh, they moved up out of Illinois. They sold their house. They moved up out of Illinois. And they went to the bottle shop where my girlfriend works. And they people think that I sit at the bottle shop. I don't. Uh, I'm, I just, just go in there. You just look like you drink all day. You don't drink all day. Is that what you want people to know? Yeah. So they got all the right. big. They got the big festival up here, winter festival. Ice sculptures, snow sculptures. There's yeah. be a lot of excitement up here this weekend. So now you're not going to do what you did last year, right? Just wet a big ball of snow and call it Governor Pritzker. You're not going to go to lazy route, are you? <laughs> no. All right. Well, very thank good. You, Listen, pay you your for- tab and don't forget to tip your waitress as you cheapskate. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Then put your little hand in mine. So everybody is uh, well aware of what's going on. Congratulations. People are now finally talking about the prima facie evidence that Joe Biden is an asset of the Chinese Communist Party. Of the Ukrainian oligarch Ihor Kolomoisky, may he burn in hell. I think he's still alive, the fat bastard. In the meantime, we're in this soiree of corruption, standing at the precipice of World War III. And now, finally, finally, three years after its real discovery, the Hunter Biden laptop, also known as prima facie evidence of Joe Biden's corruption, is finally getting talked about. Counsel for Hunter Biden has written the National Security Division of the Justice Department. I know you like to keep that agency very arm's length, but is it arm's length when the president's son writes seeking writes DOJ seeking an investigation? I mean, look, I'm going to be pretty consistent as I have been uh, from this podium when it relates to that uh, uh, that particular uh, question that you you're asking me. We have been for the last two years, and I will say to you that that is something. We have been for the last two years. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. They have not answered anything. They don't address anything. They divert. They deflect. They deny. Like everybody you've ever dealt with who was a swindler and a thief. For uh, Hunter Biden's uh, personal representative, their representative to speak to. I'm just not going to speak to it from here. The White House knew about before it happened. Uh, again, I would. Um, uh, as far as that piece, I would refer you to the White House Counsel Office. Uh, and again, uh, don't have anything to add. This is something for his personal representatives to speak to. Uh, and who are Hunter Biden's personal representatives? The new slip and fall lawyers that threaten to sue people with defamation. It's a tricky thing about defamation. It opens up a can of worms. It seems like you could interview every single scumbag drug dealer, whore, crack seller that this lowlife really dealt with. But I'm more interested in the Chinese communists than the oligarchs that have been bribing Hunter Biden since before people knew he was stooping his sister-in-law. Now, this Fox Business exclusive, Hunter Biden and a former Biden aide invested in two Chinese companies with ties to the top levels of the Chinese Communist Party and its military. Emails show that as recent as 2017, Hunter's private equity firm held a 5% stake in Harv's amusement parks. You know, you go from a time in this country when it was common for older men, people who fought in wars, to say, I'm not buying anything that is made 
China, in Vietnam, in Japan. Not buying anything that is made there. And now Americans, they don't care that this president, this dimwit, this embarrassment to humanity, to America itself, not just a 50-year political horror. Let's say you don't know about that. You know the man is suffering. And now we've know we have absolute undeniable evidence. CNN, the the most, so the largest supporters and propagandists for the Democrat mafia, they have to admit this. And now we're going to wait for the Republican Congress, the Republican Congress, to have an investigation that has no teeth. You see, in case you're not watching, it doesn't mean anything to be in contempt of Congress. Barack Obama proved that, and his Department of Justice moron. He already proved that. And then there's another pesky little reality of what has happened since Joe Biden has stolen the most important office on the planet. Kremlin said Wednesday that longer-range rockets reportedly included in an upcoming package of military aid from the United States to Ukraine would escalate the conflict but not change its course. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov also told reporters that there are no plans for Russian President Vladimir Putin to hold talks with U.S. President Joe Biden. Because Joe Biden is incapable of holding talks. Look at him today at the prayer breakfast. He cannot meet with anyone. Whatever you do, do not let Joe Biden talk to anybody that is a threat to our country. Don't let him near him. In fact, is there a way to block off the Internet so that Vladimir Putin cannot see how feeble, what a failure this corrupt whore is? Is there a way to stop that? Because the minute he gets wind of it, He's going to stop pointing those weapons at his former Soviet Union. And he's going to point them at us. And why wouldn't he? Because Joe Biden is the provocateur of every conflict we're involved in, including the eight hotspots around the world. Joe Biden just can't remember them. Ileana Omar can. She calls one of them home. Bill in Hinsdale. John, how you doing, bud? Uh, is this... Is this going to be slow walk for two more years, or yes. what, what? What's your opinion? I, I love getting your insight on this. Um, it's just it's it's so laughable that every single day, I, I knew this kid would would take his father down, and his father knew he'd get taken down, but he thought he'd be out of office by then. So, uh, what's your the, opinion? The reason that I rejected Kevin McCarthy is because Jeff, Kevin McCarthy was groomed to be what he is—a political lipstick salesman. That's all he is. He is not going to achieve anything. He doesn't have the fortitude or the knowledge to do so. The greatest asset is where we are right now. We are butted up against the debt ceiling, and you could bring this scheme to its knees if you had men and women who were aware of how to manipulate it. That the greatest help to the American people is when the handcuffs are on the government. And this technically is handcuffs. Now, ironically, Janet Yellen, who is elected to nothing, circumvented the debt ceiling. And now we are running a rogue spending machine that is supposed to be halted. And she simply said, nah, I don't think so. We're going to keep going for six more months. And every minute and every second and every day, it just continues to add on as if there was no debt ceiling, which there really hasn't been. And anybody who's in the know realizes it. That's why for 80, 80 times over the last 60 years, they just blow through it. But if you had a country that understood what the principles of it were, and understood what a representative republic was, you'd arrest half of the politicians. Maybe more. Because they too have been bribed, like Joe Biden. They're just not smart enough to use their crack-smoking, whoremongering son. Thank you very much, Bill. Joe in Naperville. 
Yeah, hi, it's Joe here in Naperville. I, I gave you the intro, but in case you want to be redundant, all right, you can call me Pete. Go ahead. All right. Hey, hey uh, listen, uh, every, the, the entire world wants Trump in 2024. No. We wanted him in 2020. And uh, basically, the election was stolen, massive collusion, massive corruption, and uh, countless forms of voter fraud. And I don't see anything changing. The GOP isn't doing one darn thing to combat the voter fraud. So how are we going to get things to change? You're not. They're not intended to change. And although I, I disagree with your premise, not everybody wants Donald Trump back. I do agree with that the election was stolen. And when it comes to voter fraud evidence, how are you going to audit it? They burn the evidence. The ballots are literally burned. So how can you audit the elections to co corroborate your fraud accusation? You can't, which makes it the perfect theft. It's the perfect scheme. And this is the flaw in our voting system, we turn to the people who are uh, the most obvious pathological liars in our society, the government, to tell us the results of the election. In there lies the problem. It should be private. You should be able to audit it. You should have some integrity in the voter registration instead of ballot harvesting, same-day registration. And who in the hell is even a citizen? How do you cross-check same-day Voter registration. They they register on election day. And do you know where those spots are? Everyone that this dimwit in diapers won. It's the perfect crime. It's better than Lufthansa in Goodfellas. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I'm saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just... Disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560. The answer. Who's this little freak? I remember this guy. What's his name? Simon? Oh, this is Sonny and Cher? That's little Sonny? He's easy to confuse with Simon. Of course, he's clearly one with the wife club. In the meantime... I was distracted because I was reading an article from Newsweek that one of the listeners had sent me. And here's the part that, that uh, we get caught up in, and I get caught up in this. It's obvious that Donald Trump was cheated. It's obvious that he was attacked like no other. Never in the history of this country has a president been so maliciously attacked, his family, his history, everything. And the ironic part is he spent the vast majority of his adult life supporting Democrats. It's not even close who he gave his money to, who he supported, where he lived. All Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. So to see this, and if you are a supporter, and if you knew what was at stake in the last election, you're aggravated beyond belief, and you walk around with this, because we are living in a reality that should not have been. Joe Biden did not win the presidency. He should not be the president. What we face, the threats we face by enemies, foreign and domestic, we should not be facing. So there's an angst here. However... What's the, uh, the, the remedy for this? Is to just sit by and try to go back to those four years? I don't think it is. And I'll tell you what I mean. It's never going to stop, which is why Donald Trump made a mistake by running for president for the next two years. Because for the next two years, what's in the news is this article I'm about to read you from Newsweek. And what that article is, Donald Trump caught contradicting himself in testimony, new court filings by New York Attorney General, on uh, Tuesday of this week, are going after him 
for perjury. As part of the sentencing lawsuit from 2021, Trump was questioned about whether he was uh, the period of time he was serving as president, if his involvement in the Trump organization, Trump said, well, I'm inactive. However, caught later, bragging to a reporter, he said, well, I was active during my time at 1600 Pennsylvania. So see, that's the kind of thing. And you're going to deal with this constantly. Now, can you implement policies that offset this kind of distraction as you were somewhat able to do in the first year of your presidency? But clearly, this election was steered in a direction to where people were not given the facts by the so-called media and you not only have a political whore, which everyone knew Joe Biden was. That's why Barack Obama picked him. But you have someone suffering from dementia. And at the same time, we are under serious foreign threat. This is a serious threat. Whether it's the terrorists that are streaming through our border like they were cartel members, or it's exactly what's happening in Europe, not to mention the money aspect. And where is the call for this to even be curbed while the thief sits in the Oval Office. There are many nuances at the present time. We see that the whole NATO military infrastructure is working against the Russian Federation. We see that the whole NATO reconnaissance infrastructure, including reconnaissance aviation, satellite groups, are working 24-7 in Ukraine. The Ukraine regime's interests. Of course, all of that creates very special conditions, hostile conditions for us that we can't help but take into account. This is hotter than you think it is. Ukraine lost. Without our intervention, it wouldn't even be a conversation. It's been us, the NATO allies, that have been fighting this war. Now it turns out the Mozart group, which is a, ter- which is a, a mercenary group of American ex-Marines, just disbanded. They just were caught absconding with money themselves. This is a corrupt situation, and it, we're not winning it. And at the meantime, you're distracted, and now we finally have reason to impeach and remove and they're running cover constantly. In fact, we got another reminder of the legal and political headwinds facing him when the FBI conducted yet another search of another house for classified documents that belongs to Joe Biden. This time, they searched the Delaware Beach House. The president's lawyers and the Justice Department say no documents with classified markings were found. It's irrelevant. That same FBI that people have hope in, that same FBI is the FBI that had the laptop For three fracking years, they were not on the side of the truth. They were not on the side of America. They were on the side of the corrupt mafia. And they are assets of the crime syndicate that is the mafia and the the Democrat Party. This is who they are. So to think they're going to come out of the woodwork and we're going to be okay. All of what you're seeing now is a show. If If there was any justice, if there was any righteousness, if there was any principle in this country, Joe Biden would have never been able to run let alone win. Still, despite promises of transparency from the president and his lawyers, we haven't gotten anything close to it. We still don't know the full number or the nature of what the classified material that was discovered during these searches of his home and office or a decent explanation of how they got there. Huh. Boy, oh boy, this is this only pales in comparison to ComEd and the Chicago Democrats, O'Hare Airport and the Chicago Democrats. Pick a Democrat sewer. Same scam. The names are just different. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, 
with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America. He's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me because we need a little controversy. The lovely honey bunny. Send me a clip, and I, and, uh, I may be wrong about the use of the proper wording. Chicago is a gangster town. If you cross me, I could take you out. And the Chicago public schools have the same problems. The Chicago public school system is one of the most troubled in the country. Chicago has a serious problem with public schools. 80% of our graduates are not at reading level. School closures, gun violence, racism, corruption, and teacher strikes. Constant, constant strike in all of the time. The Chicago Teachers Union walked out of the city schools Friday morning protesting. We were told we were going to strike. And I said, no, there's no way. I was encircled with teachers screaming. I feared for my life. It's definitely not my grandfather's union anymore. We've allowed a structure to exist that does not serve children. We're all to blame. They became the most powerful union in the entire state. The Chicago Teachers Union, Local 1. That film was put together by Illinois Policy Institute. We have the president on the line. His name is Matt Paprocki. Matt, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Very good. We have a terrible connection. Am I the only one that can't hear, Matt? Yeah, you John? Uh, it's a little better. Are you there? I'm there. All right, let's offer it to get Matt back on the line. In the meantime, um, it's obvious to everybody that the product of the public school system is what you're watching on the news. The chaos that is turning Chicago into a third-world hellhole is because the teachers and the schools are not doing their job. But yet, the people are paying the taxes, 80% of which goes to the 28000 per pupil fee to educate the very gang-banging scum that are terrorizing the country. Now, imagine if you're one of the good kids. How do you live? How do you go to school? And the reality is you move out. And I think that's where the, this is going. But we don't know. Matt, are you back? I don't know what the problem is. We have. I, can, I cannot hear you. Oh, shoot. oh, there we go. John, anything? Is that better? How you Not doing? Much. Good, good. How are you? Doing great. Thank you. Where, who sold you the phone? The NSA? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. right. It's not, they're, they're looking at something here. Yes, yes. So I'm excited about this movie because so many people think that this is just a cycle of failure that is a coincidence rather than the scheme and the corruption that is the direct ramification of the Chicago Public Teachers Union. That's right. I and mean, I, the thing that people, that's tough to realize is it's changed. You know, before 2010, there was one teacher strike in 25 years. In the last 10 years, we've had five. And that happens directly correlated with the rise of this small group inside of the Chicago Teachers Union called the Caucus of Rank-and-File uh, Law or Educators. And once they took over, so this was Jesse Sharkey, Karen Lewis. And what you saw there is, is it became a union that was more focused on building power than representing teachers and helping kids to, to read and to graduate. 
Well, they put everything in the Trojan horse of communism, delivering a utopia that they can never deliver. And in the meantime, what they've done is ring the register. And the idea that the people are billed $28,000 per pupil is insane when some of the best private schools cost 7000 a year. It's insane. And look, and look at the results on that, too, Sean. I mean, that's the worst part of it. Look, if we were spending $28,000 per student and all of these kids from these underserved communities were being well-educated and, and helping to move them out from, from poverty to prosperity, I think a lot of us would say, look, that's a high price tag, but I'm willing to pay it. But the problem at hand that we see in the city of Chicago right now is that 20% of kids, 20% are reading at grade level. And for math, it's even worse. 15% of these kids are able to read at grade level. That's what we're currently paying nearly $30,000 a year for. And you see this growth in the rise of their political power, where right now they're spending, you know, a million dollars on, on uh, Brandon Johnson's campaign to win the mayor of the city of Chicago. Meanwhile, these poor kids in these, in these devastating environments aren't being taught how to read and write. That's where the problem lies. I, I am going to tell you something, Matt. I'm shocked that the numbers are that high because I'd like those numbers on the teachers themselves. Because these teachers who subscribe to the philosophy that has brought down countries, these teachers that are open and notorious in their corruption as you just need to drive past the school parking lot to see it. When you see the scams in the contracts, the fraud in the, in the, in the maintenance of the schools, and the endless golden goose of the education system until it is broken and shattered it will just continue to feed upon its very failure because it's the failure that is their goal it's the failure that we keep giving them more money and more power because we don't have the fortitude to say you people suck at your job and you need to all be fired every single one of you i uh Sean, i recently went down over on the the west side uh west garfield park here in the city of chicago and i uh, toured a school called Chicago Hope Academy, and it's amazing. I mean, these are kids who live in one of the worst neighborhoods in Chicago. And when you walk in the building, they have tenants up on their wall. This is uh, this is a private school, and they have tenants up uh, on their wall of where all these kids graduated from this neighborhood that's one of the worst neighborhoods in Chicago. And it's Yale, and it's Harvard, and it's Brown, and it's Notre Dame, and it's the University of Illinois. And what they're doing there is they're taking kids from from terrible areas and they're giving them opportunity. Of course. And if you walk if you walk two blocks over from there, there's a school, a compound called Manly High School. Manly High School was built to fill about three thousand kids. Today, today, that school has sixty kids. The number of teachers and administrators in that school is roughly the same. That is as close to a one to one teacher to student ratio as you're going to find anywhere. 20% of those kids who uh, walk through those halls, or those creepy halls of, of this massive facility where there's only 60 of them, will graduate. 20%. That's Matt, it doesn't matter if you had two, two of the Chicago public school teachers for every one student. What matters is the ability and the knowledge of the teachers. And this is something that I've recognized years and years and years ago. Kids are blank slates. They are the easiest thing to, to, to give information to. It's your ability to do that. That is the result of the grade. The public school system sucks so bad that they want to get rid of the grades because they themselves have obtained this so-called academia achievement that is riddled in fraud. 
They go to institutions where they're for profit. They just give them money and they crank out doctorates and masters and all the rest. And in the meantime, I am serious when I tell you, I don't think 20% of the Chicago public teachers could pass a constitution test. In fact, I'd bet big money on it. I would bet those Chicago public school teachers, but they never do anything with their money. They do it with everyone else's. So you're not really winning from them because they will continue to rape the system. And somehow the hierarchy of politicians who are supposed to represent the people now represent the unions that bribe them because we have allowed this system where the corrupt oligarch unions bribe the politicians who are supposed to negotiate against them so that they cut them in on the scam. And when teachers steal food vouchers for a million and a half dollars worth of chicken wings and the rest of it, it's just a joke and there are no repairs. Why do you think the people are so ignorant? Is it that there are so many people in Chicago who do not pay for their own rent and do not buy their own houses? I think fundamentally we want to believe that that teachers in the school system is good. I, I think we all fundamentally want to believe because that that's as a society, that's what we need. And the issue is, if you look into part of the reason that that led us to to putting together this documentary, when we polled people, a small number of people uh, support the Chicago Teachers Union as the union as a whole. A, a larger group of people oppose them and have unfavorable numbers. The largest group of people in the city of Chicago don't have an opinion or don't know. Uh, morons. And that's that's where we realize there's an opportunity, and that's where we finally said enough with allowing the media to paint the story of what's going on with the Chicago Teachers Union, enough with, you know, the strikes that are happening and allowing them to write the script of why they're doing it and how they're helping the kids. We wanted to tell the story from the perspective of the kids and the perspective of the changes of the union and how this is really harming individuals. And the goal here, make no mistake about it, the goal here is that every single person in Chicago changes their minds and they realize uh, this, this union what they've built does not represent the best interest of the city of Chicago. They don't represent uh, the best interest of our children. And uh, this union is looking to grow, not just in the city of Chicago, but they're looking to grow into the suburbs and replicate themselves throughout other areas in the country. Yeah, well, that, that's what mafias do. They expand because they, they, are the, they are insatiable. You can never quench the thirst. And I'm wondering, in your documentary, do you talk about the thirst? Do you talk about the stealing and the fraud and the teachers that make hundreds of thousands of dollars? And the true one percenters in Chicago, it's not the workers or the business people. It's the municipal union mafia. Do you discuss that? Go through that. And you'll see inside of this documentary that we talk about where the money is being spent. If you're in, the, if you're a teacher right now and you're paying union dues, which is about a thousand dollars a year, uh, only twenty percent of that money is now used for teacher representation uh, and to the kids. The other eighty percent it goes to the unions to build political power, to spend money in politics, and that's where you see uh, they're able to go throw a million dollars uh, behind Brandon Johnson and say, uh, "Go run this campaign because if you become the next mayor of the city of Chicago." Now we are negotiating directly with you, somebody who, by the way, Brandon Johnson, and he says it inside this documentary, uh, is a self-avowed socialist. And one of He's the goals that he tried to build inside of this was to try to build other teachers to become socialists. And he has a line where he says, you know, we start out the little baby socialists with the buttons. We give them the, the CTU socialist button. But the goal is we want to push them over so that every Friday they're full-blown socialists wearing a T-shirt. Do you this think is, that this, this is, freaking moron... Understands that that ideology is directly responsible 
for the deaths of 180 million human beings around the world? Do you think that this freaking moron understands that by his admission of that, he is in essence declaring himself a traitor to the country? You think he understands the gravity or do you side with me that this moron couldn't pass a constitution test ever and never did? That he himself is a fraud who has managed to obtain his credentials because of a lack of, of, of integrity in a system versus an individual achievement. Yeah, you, you see this. And look, socialism is, is, it has a, uh, an unbelievable record of failing everywhere that has ever been attempted. It's the philosophy uh, of so the, losers. That, that we're going to attempt this again. But the truth is, is that inside of a system of socialism, the people at the top are the ones who benefit. Right. And I, I, I fully believe that if you look at it, whether it's a Bernie Sanders or whether it's a Brandon Johnson, they are the ones who are getting the payout. Right. They are stripping other people of the benefits that they would provide. They're taking you know, they're inside of the, the overall union. There are good teachers. I, there's a lot of them in this documentary who have left, who have crossed the picket line, who yeah, have fought with their children and they've left. Uh, there are some great teachers out there, but the rest of them are paying in so that so that the top members like the Brandon Johnsons, can get paid millions of dollars. And that's the problem. That's where I, I fully believe that they understand that at the top they can benefit. Uh, and everybody else gets harmed as a result of that. Well, it's a funny thing about this philosophy of leeches called socialism. It really doesn't work if it's volunteer basis. It only works if it's force and extortion and lies and corruption. So in Florida, what our governor did down here is he said, you, you want to have a teacher's union, you could have that. But we're not going to take the money out of the pay. Let the teachers write the check to be a part of that union. Yeah. It's, a, it's also funny that within a week, how many teachers opted not to pay the corrupt communist frauds that are the higher echelon of these unions? Do you think that that's the, uh, something that could happen in the future? Or has that corruption become so ingrained in the mafia that is the Democrat government, it's not even going to be thought of? And the people who are victims of it are too stupid to know that it is, in fact, forced extortion rather than voluntary philosophy. Well, I, if, if you look at the, the overall change in union membership in, in the state of Illinois, in the city of Chicago, it is also decreasing rapidly. And you see it, you know, with with things like we had, you know, teacher strike a few months ago uh, because the, the they needed the exercise. Wanted, I'm all for those fatos walking yeah. around a little bit. But go ahead. And they wanted they wanted kids in mass. They went and strike for it. And the result was the next day, our office received several hundred uh, teachers saying, I don't want to be a part of this union anymore. And the, the quiet story that's happening right now in the United States of America uh, and even in you know places like Chicago and in Illinois, is public sector forced cohesive union membership? It's fading because people are starting to see the true colors of what's happening in these public sector unions. And people who previously, before the Janus decision, the Supreme Court decision that happened four years ago, they were forced as a precondition of employment to join the union. Of course, that's the only that's, way it could exist is force, and that stripped them up them of that. And now the result is there is, you know, $26 million less every single year in the union's coffers from teachers and uh, just everyday public sector union members who have said, I'm done with this. I'm out. And I think once when the documentary comes out here in a few weeks and once people see this union members see this is what's truly happening in my union, uh, we're going to see thousands more people raise their hand and say, 
get me the hell out of this system. You know, man, I just met a, a, a guy uh, last night. I went to a friend of mine has, has a birthday. He's down here, and we went. I went to his party, and a guy got up, and he works in Chicago. He's like, you know, I'm in the union, but I'm a hard worker. I know that. It's not the worker per se. But what's interesting, I have a long legacy with unions. What's interesting is that nobody discusses the lack of consequence and the protection therein, the upper echelon guarantees. And in there lies the failure. And the fact of the matter is what you see on the nightly news every night is the product that the Chicago Public School is delivering. The chaos, the illiteracy, the savagery. This is what happens when you have incompetent people posing as teachers, as principals, as government. And until you fix it, you might as well just be thankful that this is a third world savage city that has toilet paper. That is the only difference between Brazil, Guadalajara, Haiti. It's the same corrupt government raping the people and forever condemning them to feudalism. And hopefully people will get sick of seeing their kids be illiterates, be morons, because they had every opportunity all they needed was one decent teacher who refused to allow the kids to fail and the whole city would have been different instead there's more money in it to drive a lexus and not do your fracking job and that's what needs to be exposed and you see you see how how kids outcomes can be changed based on exactly that on based on teachers there was a a young girl who i met uh, who lived on the south side of chicago uh, named Jalen. she was eight years old uh, the first time she saw one of her classmates get shot. She's eight. And she runs home. She drops her books. It's right after school. She hears two gunshots. Everybody yells, and she runs home the two blocks back to her house. And when she gets home, she sits down on her mom's lap. She's crying. And her mom is holding her, and she says, Jalen, the next time the next time you see somebody get shot outside of school, you lay on the ground until the police come. Don't come home to me. Yeah. Right. And the message was the message was not if this happens again or yeah. could this nightmare happen again. It said the next time. And so yeah. Jalen goes to a school where almost no kids are graduating, where almost no kids can read. She gets a scholarship to Josephine Academy, this all girls school on the northwest side. She spent an hour and a half on train each way every single day to go to school. Not only did she graduate high school. Uh, but she's studying to become an anesthesiologist. She'll be something because she had some, she, she she took the action to get away. You know, it's funny you see you see the Soviets invade Ukraine and the American government goes into hyper reaction and devotes all this time and money and effort and propaganda. You see the Soviets infiltrate the Chicago Public Teachers Union and they get raises and the and the society devolves into a third world hellhole. It goes to show you they didn't just infiltrate the the, the unions and the teachers; they infiltrated our government. So I hope what's the kid's name that's running for? Uh, What's his name? Brandon what? Johnson? Brandon Johnson. Yeah. So he's he's the masculine version of Lori Lightfoot. And I'll tell you what, I hope one of these two idiots wins so that they can reap what they sow. Because it's a shame what they've done. And the only way people are going to pull their hat out of their derriere is when you wake up and you are Brazil without the, without the nice weather. In the meantime, I can't wait to see it. When does it come out? When can I watch it? It's going to be launched in a few weeks here, so we're going to have it online. Uh, you can do the trailer right now. So if you type in Local One, the rise of uh, Illinois' most powerful or the rise of America's most powerful teachers union, watch the trailer, uh, and then you can sign up uh, to get updates. So when this goes live, uh, we will send you a link. And uh, let's get this out to as many households, to as many people, so that we can change perception, so that people finally understand the problem that's happening inside of our public sector government teachers union. Please tell me you cover the butter-handed pansy Sharky's father-in-law. 
and the fact that he's a, cru- uh, a cruise line multi-bajillionaire. Do you cover that? And he lives in a two million. We did not go through Sharky. We go through Sharky quite a bit, and uh, he gets exposed for what he is, but we did not go into Sharky's father. I like the ear slap. That's on. I've got. In the meantime, Karen Lewis. I'll tell you, she found a diet that worked. In the meantime, thank you very much, Matt Pat Rocky, for all you do. Thank you. Have a great day, Sean. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Then put your little hand in mine. A country without a philosophy is the kind of country that is taken down from within. That sewer has how many politicians that openly run as socialists? The people who vote are too stupid to know that the 58,000 boys that were killed in Vietnam were fighting that ideology, along with the 52,000 in Korea, let alone the 500,000 that were fighting the National Socialist Worker Party called the Nazis. That's why when we give our money to the Nazi sympathizers in Ukraine who celebrate Stefan Bandera, the only way you could do that is because this country is too stupid to know who he was. They vote openly for the ideology that has cost this country 700,000 boys and women that died fighting it. And now these arrogant losers, these low-life roaches run espousing that philosophy. And they are embraced by one party. Here's the most powerful Democrat congressman, a bald, socialist, sympathizing scumbag named Hakeem Jeffries. They bring to the floor of the House of Representatives today a resolution on socialism to condemn some dictators that we all condemn. I'm condemning you. See, your schemes, your unions, they cannot exist without force so let it be voluntary now let's split the 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 country up by the ideology that we lost seven hundred thousand boys for see if you subscribe to your ideology of socialism then you pay your taxes to those schemes and if you don't then i keep my money but you can't do you know why because brandon johnson hakeem jeffries bernie sanders elizabeth warren are bust outs bums They can't make money. They need the schemes. They need the union corruption. They cannot exist in a world without it. See, socialism is corruption. And that's why it attracts the losers and the liars and the scum and the mafias. They cannot thrive with competition. They need force. And you better do it with a pen. Because ask anybody how it works when you try it against actual men. Ask the real Nazis how it worked out as we lost 500,000 boys, but we kicked their ass. Ask those imbeciles in Vietnam. 10 to 1, we killed over 500,000. We lost 50, 58, but we killed over 500,000. That's what Americans do. We don't lose to you, scum, unless, of course, you're elected to office. Then we lose because you control us with the pen and the power of government. That's the only way this country could lose to socialists. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Yeah, Sean, did you see that uh, the Fred the Groundhog died? The balls of this Canada? kid running as a socialist. The sheer balls, you scumbag traitor rat. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so I was going to talk about, yeah, the uh, teachers unions in Chicago. It's not just the Chicago teachers unions. It's also every contractor who 
uh, does a lunch at a Chicago school or who wants, who's going to expand any type of building or maintenance. They're all in it together. And Kevin, you know where I'm Chicago. from, right? You it's know also in the DuPage. You, also you, in Elmwood Park, yes. You hear, you hear, you, my father was a union. Oh, Melrose. I know what it was. I worked in three unions. I know what it is. Right. And there's a reason they tell all the young guys who want to achieve. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down. Do Go this. in any yeah. union hall, any union office, and see what they're, they're hitting on their fracking secretary when they're not on Mannheim Road with her. It's a scumbag yeah. mafia organization, the fat slobs and their Zanzibelts. And they steal from the working man the whole time yeah. telling him they represent him, and they shake him down in the meantime. It is, a, it is an institution walk. that needs to be broken apart. And the individual workers will do ten times as, as, as much money as they do. They've and lulled gonna, them gonna, into this idea. And it's a crime of humanity. Yeah, and they're going to continue to elect Democrats because part of the job when a young guy goes in there is going to say, hey, that's great. It's election time. Where do you live? Yeah. Here, I'm going to give you some literature. Go walk your precinct. And that's why they're going to continue to uh, elect I Democrats. I got family. I got family, friends. They want to go to work. They want to make as much money as they can. They're restricted by their fracking union because their union, like every gangster, wants a piece of it. Scum that they are. Tony, Crown Point. Hey, Sean, love you. Love your show. Keep speaking the truth, brother. Keep speaking the truth. <laughs> love you hey. right back, baby. Thank you. Yeah, but hey, uh, yeah, I've, I've been in the union. I'm a carpenter. I, uh, you know, I started out when I was young. And, uh, So's my you know, half brother. I'm starting to open my eyes, you know, because what I tell the young kids now is like, hey, man, you, you be careful with you, how long you want to stay in here because you are, you are like a slave because you can only make so much. It's and you get compliant with it, you know, and then they tell you they give you things that you could get and pay for five times over if you work for yourself. I understand right. it. They take advantage right. of people. I get it, brother. I got a half brother. You ever meet a kid named Troy? Handsome, looks like a Viking god. You ever see him? No, but I'll keep my eyes out. That's my half brother. Keep my eyes yeah. out for him. There he is. Yeah, he's in there. Yeah. He's working his yeah, ass but, off. Yeah, you know, I'm opening my eyes. I'm opening my eyes, you know. I mean, they take out 136 bucks a week out of my check for union dues, and then I'm still paying dues quarterly. Where the, and My employer is uh, yeah. paying all my all my fringe benefits. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So where the frick is all this money going? Uh, just drive by the union hall, look for the Buick Roadmaster, Cadillac Eldorado, the hot secretary that's missing, and the business agent that's stooping around Mannheim Road. That's where the money's going, brother. Yeah, I know. Stay strong. I'm, I'm going to get out. I I'm going to get out. You should, because you'll make more money going into business yourself. The money that the employer is shaking down and you're shaking down, the employer would rather give you. It's kind of like your unemployment insurance or your FICA or all the rest. See, the government's in the same game. And that's why they cozy up to those fat bastards in their Zanza belts. Tough guys. Not a one of them could do a push-up without a 38 to the back of his ear. Cream Puff Jim knows what I'm talking about. You've been kissing that union ass for decades. <laughs> anyway, Sean, I was thinking of Shakespeare today. Ooh, and a union guy could read Shakespeare. You must be old. No, no, but I mean, it's a description of human nature has never been uh, challenged. I mean, we're the same as we were in the late... Sixteenth century, we're dumber and we're this, we have more greed and more envy. Well, yeah, but but you're right. But I mean, everything that's covered there is moved five, six hundred years later, probably till we're probably extinguished. Yeah, but it's amazing how we can't improve on human nature. It seems to be 
How are you uh, a freaking Democrat in Chicago? Seriously, what the hell is wrong with you? Did they did they tease you with pizzas? How did they get you? In the meantime, in the meantime, what you're what you're alluding to is that when you tap the most dangerous of all human characteristics, envy and greed, you can control societies to kill their own brothers and take from their mothers. And that's what a socialist is. And now they run and they destroy a city you once were proud of. In the meantime, you stay safe and thank God for Grubhub. All right, 312-642-5600. I'll be back. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Then put your little hand in mine. There What's the sunniest chair? Were you stuck on chair? Is it because I showed you a young chair? You had no idea she was that hot? In the meantime, she's a moron too. The ones who suffer as this country is being thrown back into the feudalism era from within, the ones who suffer are the young people. But there are always going to be kids who are standouts, contrarians by nature, who will look at the slob, failures, corrupt teachers and say, I don't like what you're telling me. And they will be inspired and they will learn more because of their own curiosity than the union teachers were able to teach them because the union teacher doesn't know it either. So let's get inspired just a little bit. This seems to be a young man named Mayor in Chicago. Hi, Mayor. Yeah, hello. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you? Yeah. So I was in uh, public school and they were teaching me all this crap about how America's bad. Christopher Columbus was a murderer and how America's racist and all the cops are bad. It's just, it's just crazy. All like my classmates believe this garbage. My dad, he's a uh, pro-America, he's pro-Trump, and he told me all this is crap. It's just, it's just insane. Like, Mayor, you yourself are smarter than you know, and all you need to do is investigate the information yourself. There is a reason that this country is the youngest and the richest. Just start there, and then go back and read John Locke. Read about the Enlightenment. Read what it is, and read what it is born out of. And then look around at all of the other countries that the people flee. I mean all of them. And it's the way you build the foundation, because your teachers, unfortunately, in the Chicago public school system, didn't understand what I just said, and they don't want to. They want something for nothing. You see, the ideology of greed is the ideology of socialism. Only it doesn't want what it makes. It wants what everyone else makes. Only in this country is the definition of greed somebody who wants to keep his own money. And if you do that, Mayor, you'll understand in order for you to have a good life, you have to get away from these people. You cannot commingle. You cannot exist with them. And people who grew up under this ideology of socialism and communism, they are the smartest ones among us. That's why they come here. Those are the ones with the accents. Those are the people who understand what that ideology does to your life and the quality of it. So you can only control your actions, Mayor. You cannot fight the Leviathan. But if you can, are aware of it and you make these decisions as you are becoming older, you will have a blessed, wonderful life because you okay. will make the choices. And you're in control of that, Mayor. And if somebody tells you you're entitled to something for nothing because somebody else has too much, never talk to them again. Never. And never take the advice of someone who didn't make it. Because all failures share one common denominator. They all have advice. The problem is, every th- action they've ever taken is a loser. Stay away from losers. They will ruin your life. All right? All right. I appreciate it. Nice talking to you, man. You call anytime. And in the meantime, you hang on. You're going to get a shirt. Thank you very much. 
It's through the individual inspiration that this country was born. It wasn't born of the ideology of socialism. If you believe in charity, that's fine. So do I. But because it is voluntary, not forced. Unfortunately, as we think about these policies that are bankrupt, these policies that necessitate more taxation, this nonsense of Joe Biden, this failure of a human being, corrupt failure, talking about what makes the world go wrong, you realize that we are unmoored from the principles of Americanism. And unless we have a philosophy, we will forever be destroyed from within. That's what these Democrats are. Bob, you were online. Bob, you got 10 seconds. Yeah, Sean. Yeah. Go ahead. So, my brother, he's uh, he's always been like kind of a grifter. Well, he was the teacher of the month last month. I went long, babe. I can't get you. But I like the fact that he was a grifter and now he's the teacher of the month. That kind of sums it up. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. If you've been listening to my show, you understand how I am repulsed by the ideology that is responsible for 180 million deaths worldwide. The time that it was most obvious that this ideology was steeped in evil was the time of World War II when the National Socialist Worker Parties first condemned one specific people by tagging them as capitalists, greedy, and non-conforming to socialism. That was the Nazi Party, and that's what's responsible for the death of six million Jews in six years, along with millions of others who refused to conform to the Socialist Worker Party. Today, that seems to be forgotten, as we have politicians in this country that run openly on the same principles and the same philosophy. We also have politicians that run openly on anti-Semitism. They seem to all be uh, concentrated in one party. My next guest is a founder of a group that is determined to make sure that people are at least aware of this. He is the founder of Truth Tells. His name is Jeff Burke. Jeff, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm doing great, and I'm happy to be here, Sean. I'm aggravated that you have to be here. I'm aggravated that my countrymen are so stupid that they don't understand exactly the dangers we're facing and how we are repeating history over and over and over again. And it's really obvious in this latest group of notable Democrats, as they are openly socialists, openly anti-Semites. How else could you characterize it? Um, well, that's exactly what it's, that it's, um, that's what's going on. <clears throat> the organization we founded, it's a 501c4. I don't take a paycheck out of it. It's called truthtells.org. I'm a conservative Jew, and what we're doing is we're giving a literal letter rating, no different than the NRA, to every sitting Jewish politician on what they're doing or not doing to truly fight anti-Semitism and anti-Israel policy. The group of the squad, clearly anti-Semitic, whether they, uh, you have to decipher it on your own or you simply listen to some of their speeches, it's, it's obvious to me. So when you see a day like today when Ileana Omar 
is thrown off of a committee in Congress, what would you say her, the rating is of her when it comes to your rating system? Um, well, we're, what we're doing squarely is just we're addressing and evaluating and sending questionnaires to the Jewish politicians. Of course, everything and anything Ilhan Amar says or does, we stand squarely against. She's the vehement anti-Israel um, factor and, and you know, has a huge influence in the Biden administration, which has too much Palestinian um, sympathy. But when, what we would spot a light, we're spotting, letting a spotlight on most, um, we'll talk about Tchaikovsky, who's in your backyard, okay? Jan Tchaikovsky. Um, She's lovely as yeah. well. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, well... <laughs> And, you know, I don't know, just to illuminate your listeners, because not everybody really knows this, um, she is part of what is called the Congressional Progressive Caucus. It's uh, over 100 congressmen, all progressives. And the anti-Semitism and normalization of it that we see today at the colleges and the universities, and you know, it's, it's all the breadcrumbs go right back to 2018 when the squad was voted in. And within the CPC, Jews like Shekowski and Steve Cohen and Jamie Raskin and Gerald Nadler, these are legacy congressmen, they keep elevating these anti-Semites like Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar and now Gerald Bauman to executive roles in the CPC. It's preposterous. I'll, and I'll, I'll quickly give you an example. Six months ago, Rashida Tlaib just announces to everybody, we're making a lot of progress. And if you're not with me when you say that Israel is an apartheid state, then you shouldn't even really be a progressive, as she calls out to all her progressive caucus colleagues. Nadler jumps on Twitter and says, this is ridiculous. It's not an apartheid state. But three weeks later, she's reelected to her vice chair position on the caucus. Ilhan Omar was elevated to the second in command as the deputy chair of this CPC. And the average Jewish voter who's just blindly voting for Shekowski goes, oh, well, she says she's pro-Israel. She says she's anti-against Semitism. She is Jewish. They're blind that in silence that they're supporting these socialist and Marxist candidates because they're afraid of being canceled. Jeff, it's astonishing. And I, I, I want your perspective on this. And I'm going to tell you a little bit of my history so you understand my, my perspective. When I was young, I grew up in an Italian neighborhood across the street from my grandfather's auto parts store was a place called Royal Pipe. The man who ran it was a survivor of the Holocaust who I loved, truly loved. His name was Harry Roth. And he would come there every morning and he would read the Wall Street Journal. And I was a little kid. And I remember my grandfather pointing to him, saying, this is a successful man. And I would talk to him, and we would talk business. And he inspired me. I ended up, because of him and other people, I went to the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, where I also interacted with many, many Jewish people who I love. Yet for some reason, the vast majority of those Jewish people continued to fund the party that ran on the same ideology that was directly responsible for the Holocaust. How does this happen and why do so many people sympathize with the party that shares the same ideology of the Germans in the, in the 30s and 40s? I think the average voter is ignorant to the history lesson that you just eliminated. That's what I think the problem is. And we are, we're raising a lot of money. We have, uh, and we're going to be running spots 
castigating Nadler, Frankel, Sharkowski, Cohen. We're starting with the CPC members. And I think the average voter in these districts are going to be aghast when someone is, when someone's chasing Nadler down the hall and say, is this true? Did you really vote for Omar to be number two? You know, um, is this true, Shakowski? Did you ever did you really vote for Tlaib to be the vice chair? And I'll give you one more. I'll give you one more um, example. That are you aware of this phenomenal CNN interview last weekend with Dana Bash? And the, the I am Swalwell. embarrassed. Yeah. You've Omar. embarrassed me, which is rare on my show. I am unaware of it. Okay. <clears throat> well, you know. They all three of them are butthurt congressmen sitting with Dana Bash, who's a Jewish CNN reporter. And to Bash's credit, she starts off with Omar and says, "Look, you've got a huge history of anti-Semitism, and this, this, that, and the other thing." She lays out five five examples. I wish she talked about the votes that she cast, but I don't want to go on a long tire, uh, diatribe with you. Mm-hmm. And Omar and Omar just shrugs her shoulders, and all she talks about is her Benjamin's comment. Like, oh, I, I, I did really see, knew. I did see, I did see I those outtakes. Really yes, yes, I, yeah, in I fact, never I really knew that there was. I never really knew there was financial tropes. But the point I'm getting to that really makes my blood boil is then she pivots to Schiff, and this is verbatim. As a Jewish congressman, what are your comments on her alleged socialist anti-Semite history? And he stares at her for two seconds, and all he does is talk McCarthy, MTG, Trump. Okay? He, he, he squarely, he had to be reminded he was, from a, this is from a Jewish perspective, and he absolutely whiffed, shift, whiffed on his Jewish constituents, and now he's going to run for Senate, and we're going to do the best to say, "Hey, you know, look at look at this. This guy's going to leave you behind. How can you stand for, with him when he will not stand with you?" Jeff, this is astonishing to me that we are in this, and I mean this, that we are in this predicament. The ideology of of Americanism is directly opposed to the ideology of Marxism, of communism, of socialism. But when you mention Raskin, when you see Schumer, when you listen to Schiff, these are actually second generation communists, Marxists, socialists, in particular Raskin, who is clearly has the attention of the Democrat Party and is touted as an up and comer. His father was scandalized with uh, Marxist ideology as he started Marxist institutions. Do you think it's just something where there is the arrogance of, of, of the current events where they think this time? We can have a collective society top down and we won't devolve into the evil that has destroyed this movement since its inception. You know, you kind of took the words out of my mouth and I'm not saying that to be, um, you know, <laughs> kissing your ass. No, that's um, it's just, you know, the perspective that we have is just, the anti-Semitism is merely a symptom of all the darkness that comes with this Marxist movement. The nuclear family, no more personal possession, no more private property, no more freedom of speech. Everyone has to be equal, even if they're miserable. And that's what we're trying to do, is just shame these Jewish legacy congressmen into trying harder and or get people to primary against them that don't follow this 
trail anymore. Do you think that um, what we're going to experience and what we have experienced under Joe Biden's policies and, and the policy that really infuriates me is the policy of supporting a government, an oligarch run government, ironically, the oligarch himself is Jewish, Ihor Kolomoisky, and what you're seeing now in Ukraine. However, this is a very well-known country for its anti-Semitism. Stefan Bandera, who they celebrated this January 1st, this January 1st, is responsible for the deaths of hundreds of thousands of Jews himself directly, as he was the liaison to the Ukraine. And you have the numerous news stories of the tornadoes and the uh, Azov Battalion. These are, to this day, they're symbols are takeoffs of the swastika and the SS troops. How in the world could this many people, lawyers and smart guys, be ignorant to this? How could this policy exist in America in 2023? It is flabbergasting to me. What is the explanation as far as you can tell? Ignorance and comfort and status quo. I think, you know, I, I think that there's just not enough um, Holocaust education in the, in, the, in, the, in the high school, in junior high school level anymore. And it's much, much bigger. It, trans, it, trans, it transcends, as you know, it transcends religion. It is man's greatest moment of inhumanity to himself. And I was listening very carefully how you started the segment, and I'm going to remind some of your listeners what you know. He got halfway there. He had a list of 11 million Jews, yeah. okay? <laughs> the, the, the six point something, those are only the ones that were literally accounted for, that they had a birth certificate or a place of residency or some sort of mortgage. There's hundreds of thousands of more that were killed that just merely weren't identified. And he had, he had another three million in Russia, and if Stalin didn't jump into the war and, and stop it, that, it, that number would have been nine million. So I think what I'm trying to say is just people just don't remember their history. And if we if you want to pivot back to what we're talking about with the squad and where it rests today, you know, will there be another Holocaust that you and me just described? <clears throat> no. One one thing I hate, Sean, is is Holocaust metaphor. Just it's yeah. just no, this guy's a Nazi. This is a Nazi. This is a Nazi. But I have but I have but I have to be a hypocrite. Because what's going on is a social holocaust. These these squad members, since they came into office, they are absolute rock stars. They're Beyonce's to millions and millions of minds. And this is what is going on on college campuses, that kids have to hide their Star of David, that they can't openly talk about their religion, that they can't have uh, talk about the power of Zionism, they can't try to have a healthy debate with their um, other students. Um, take, you know, take Berkeley. Um, take the, think of a Catholic family in California, and and that and, and a boy getting your kid into Berkeley as a parent is is a conquest. It's a badge of honor. All right, despite mm-hmm. what. The silliness we know is going on, yes. but it's organic to feel that way. That seventeen-year-old kid right now, Sean, he's not talking about Ilhan Omar or anti-Semitism. He doesn't know what the word Zionism means. This kid's on TikTok. He's on Instagram. He's trying to get. He's trying to date. He's you know he's watching yeah. the NBA. And what's happening now is he's going to show up on his first day at school at Berkeley, and they're going to be like, "Oh yeah, there's, Zionism's not allowed here." And that kid's going to be like, "Oh, okay." 
I guess is bad. And that's oh, it. Oh, boy. And so this is, this is why we tr- organized truthtells.org to get these Jewish politicians to stop sitting on their asses and fight for themselves. And we're going to give them the same shame that they're trying to avoid getting canceled by the squad. I love that. Jeff, you have an open forum here. Anytime you need me, anytime you have a, an event, a new anything you're promoting, please, I want you to stay in contact with me because it's fut- it, it, the future of our country, I believe, is reliant upon it. And I want you to know that particularly, I'm going to take a little family pride here, we don't lose to the socialists. My family, I come from a long line of Nazi anti-Semite slayers. So I want you to know, I'm here for you. You let me know. And in the meantime, I want everybody to go to truthtells.org. Jeff Burke, you have an open invitation with me. Anytime you need. You want to I accept. Thank you very much, Jeff. I appreciate it. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, the answer. AM560, the answer. Then put your little hand in my You play one more sunny chair. I'm coming there just to punch you in the beard. We can't fly. I know it's Groundhog Day. I don't want to live through it. I don't like groundhogs. You know, my Russian friend, I understand they make borscht with groundhogs. Tastes like socks. Tom in Richmond. Hey, Sean. Uh, I went to a Catholic grammar school in the early 60s, and the nuns in throughout your the various grades, so you saw this a lot, they would show World War II black and white newsreels of the soldiers liberating the concentration camps. They'd show dead bodies everywhere. They're in the striped suits, these people that are gaunt. Piles yeah. of bodies the size of a pickup truck, and they're bulldozing them in ditches. And you will never question the Holocaust when you see that. And they had to put that back in all schools. It's funny why they, they don't run it private. anymore. What's that? It's funny that they don't run it anymore. It's also funny that when I was in school, in the 70s, when they talked of the Nazis, they called them what they are, the National Socialist Worker Party. You notice how they don't do that anymore? Oh, yeah. And It's the only explanation, Tom, how openly in this country, a country that has lost 700,000 of its men and women to to one ideology, you could have to this day in the year 2023 politicians running on the same philosophy. The same philosophy. And then the other thing, too, to remember is he killed millions of other non-Jews. He killed millions of Poles. He killed millions. But who killed more? Twice, three times as many as Hitler. Stalin with the yeah. ideology of communism. And it yeah. is just baffling to me that in the year 2023, we would have people who openly uh, uh, declare themselves communists and socialists and Marxists. Yeah. And well, you know what mention, else? it just doesn't work. Yeah, but they don't the work either. Channel, That's the funny thing. Before, they don't like to work. They're all scum. Go ahead. Before the, before the History Channel turned into a game show, they would show those newsreels and uh, battleship battles in, 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 in the Pacific and what, the war in, uh, in Germany and in the Soviet Union. I mean, that, it was the History Channel. Now yes. it's a bunch of garbage. And right. nobody show, knows the ignorant, show the arrogance of the Nazis and the Soviets disarming their people and then listen to the bills passed by the Illinois politicians and yeah. tell me the difference. Yeah. The difference is 
the Nazis weren't fat slobs, and they had better suits. They could button the jacket, unlike ours. Thank you very much, Tom. Yeah. Okay. Take care. You, Bye. You, too. you didn't think I could do that, huh, Squirrel? You didn't think I could tie it all together with the big fat governor, the beanbag with the pumpkin? You know, I could do it. And the real cherry on the insult Sunday is he's Jewish. The freaking idiot that he is. Absolute and total moron. But understand, the goal of this phony, fake, and fraudulent resolution is just to somehow provide cover for extreme MAGA Republicans to try to undermine an agenda that is designed to lift up the health, safety, and well-being of the American people. Just like the Nazis said. Just like it, Hakeem. But I give you a break because something tells me your legacy family wasn't here. You obviously weren't educated. You have no idea that you're touting the philosophy that is directly responsible for the deaths of not just the 6 million Jews, but the 160 million people killed worldwide. And that's if we could get numbers from the communists in China who probably donated to your campaign too, huh, scumbag? I see you. I see you for what you really are. You're not American Democrats. You're saboteurs. You're communist, Marxist, socialist sympathizers. You're the cancer that is destroying our country. And it's the same arrogance you display as you cast us into feudalism. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Now you're talking, squirrel. Now you're talking, baby. You know, it's funny. We uh, spent a lot of time comparing and, and realizing that the modern Democrat is the equivalent of yesteryear's National Socialist Worker Party. Do you know one of the weapons against the people of Germany in the 30s was the Nazi environmentalism movement? Ooh, that's inconvenient. There's an inconvenient fact. Fatso Al Gore. Up. All these promises of the last few years to cut emissions, emissions are still going up. When are we going to bring these emissions down? And, and just to put the science in a, a slightly different context, people are familiar. Is it me? I, I, I find it hard taking advice from a 400 pound guy. I just don't. From a 350 pound guy. You want to talk about science? Can't you just read the back of the pack of ho hos? Why do you want to talk about the science? And then we turn it over to guys who are bust outs and failures? Uh, you know, recently I pointed out a very obvious, what I think is a very obvious fact, which is that every decision about transportation policy is inevitably also uh, a decision about climate policy. You're, you're going to have a climate impact with every transportation uh, uh, choice you make. Uh, I saw the RNC circulating it as if it were a gaffe. Uh, and so we're going to have no, to. No, it, 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 it is a gaffe. It is a return to the Third Reich. You are a member of the Fourth Reich. And that's the real difference. The Third Reich wouldn't have you. No, they didn't like you. They might have put you in those riding pants, however. Familiar with that thin blue line that the uh, astronauts bring back in their pictures from space? That's the, that's the part of the atmosphere that has oxygen, the troposphere. Uh, and it's only five to seven kilometers thick. Thick. First of all, if you say it fatso, I don't believe it. Let's start there. Let's start with the fact that you have been wrong for the 28 years you've been spewing that garbage and that your movement, not just the one that failed in the 30s, that form of the Third Reich and you representing the Fourth Reich, but the American eco-Nazi movement 
has been wrong since the 1970s. Oh, but it's true. And now we all recognize it for what it is. It's a weapon, a weapon against our property rights, a weapon against Americanism. And it's the only way you can sell it. In fact, you don't have any new ideas. You're just regurgitating the tropes of the Third Reich. You're just a little fatter. Once again, another guy that couldn't fit in a Hugo Boss double-breasted. Not one, not one fat one. Was there, no, there was that one fat Nazi. He was still 20 pounds lighter than Al Gore. That's what we're using as an open sewer. If you could drive a car straight up in the air at interstate highway speeds, you'd get to the top of that blue line in five minutes. And all the greenhouse gas pollution. Did you ever hear the scandal? You're young, squirrel. The scandal of Al Gore in the hotel room with the massage girl. And he got caught. She was a, she was a hooker. He got caught. He just wanted her to rub his chakra just until it was released. Scumbag. Only Al Gore and the Democrats. They have no standards at all. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. We know. We know nobody would have had sexual relations with Hillary Clinton since the 60s. Nobody would be below you. We're still putting 162 million tons into it every single day. And the accumulated amount is. Hey, Al. Hey, 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 scumbag. How many uh, tons is the Chinese Communist Party putting into it? How many tons is being put into it right now by the war you support in Ukraine or the other eight wars? You support that the Democrat forthright Nazis are committing around the world. How many atrocities? Now trapping as much extra heat as would be released by 600. Would be released. Am I the only one thinking of the chakra? Thousand Hiroshima class atomic bombs exploding every single day on the earth. That's what you mean. Like every time the sun rises, you fat swindler, gypsy fraud. Who did you sell your, your station? Oh, Al Jazeera. Al Jazeera. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Good. How are you, brother? Yeah, all right. Listen, we here, Mrs. Robert and I like uh, Willie Wilson. I think he's probably the only candidate with the common sense. Do you live in but Chicago? Reason, no, no, we live in Then it doesn't really matter. And uh, I know, w- w- Willie Wilson is, um, You, I, I'm glad no. you like him. I don't like him. I don't buy it. I think he's a fraud, as I think anybody who declares themselves a Democrat is a fraud. In fact, I feel that way about yeah. every one of them on the stage. What do you think of that? <laughs> yeah, and he might be blowing smoke, but so far he seems like the only common sense candidate. But here's the reason I wanted to call you. It's always nice to see Omar get kicked off with two assignments, yeah. uh, congressional assignments, and furious about it. Tough, go away. What do you yeah. think? I don't know. I'm still distracted by the fact you would use the the phrase common sense and refer to a Democrat. You lost me. Thank you very much. But to each their own. I don't buy a word of it. And if you cannot articulate the very system of government that turns you from a pauper into a rich man, then you're just an idiot. What do you think of that, squirrel? Uh, I think I just summed up. Now I know why I'm not the campaign manager. Uh, To each their own. In the meantime, let's go to more skullduggery and scandal and lying Democrats. Should we go to this one? But when you build from the bottom up and the middle out, poor folks get a shot. And poor folks get a shot like Willie Wilson. Poor folk got a shot in a system. He didn't need Joe Biden. Does he come on and espouse that principle of capitalism? Nope. Does he talk about the unjust of a tax system that would take his money from him, where he employs hundreds, if not thousands of people, and what he could do with that money that the government has taken and extorted and wasted on socialist policies. 
Nope. So you want me to tell you you're a good guy? See, I don't try to pick up fecal from the clean end. And I don't try to pretend Democrats are anything but. Middle class can live a decent life and the wealthy still do very well. They still do very well. Two years in the making, we're making real progress. It's his party that put this dimwit with dementia in office. It's his party that put Lori Lightfoot in office. It's his party that has destroyed every once great city around this country and the world. It's the same ideology. So to pretend you got a clean piece of fecal when they identify themselves as fecal by declaring themselves Fourth Reich members as Democrats, that's the wrong way of thinking. That makes you the willful, ignorant slave to the corrupt mafia that is determined on taking away your freedom and your liberty, and it stands directly opposed to your principles of liberty, and it is exactly responsible for the ideology that has killed 700-plus thousand American veterans, warriors. That's why I don't have him on my show. I don't give a rip what he thinks about anything. Until you denounce the philosophy of terror, until you denounce the philosophy of collectivism, of tyranny, Marxism, communism, and socialism, then stand in the corner with the dummies. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You know, I'll tell you another thing. I'm at least consistent... It's the same reason I don't have anybody on. I didn't have Paul Vallis on. I had him on before he, the, the mayor's race. See, if you declare yourself an enemy of Americanism, I'm not interested in you. That's it. That's why it's not a party. It is the root cause of every failed policy in this country. Now, I also attack the Republicans that collaborate with that. Absolutely I do. And the reason is, when I come to the microphone, and when we, we flip on the show... I'm trying to pay homage to those millions of people who died because of a philosophy that is accepted and embraced by the American Democrats and some of the Republicans. That is the philosophy of evil, of death, of dead end, of hopelessness. It is the philosophy of collectivism. And for some reason, in the year 2023, when we think we're so advanced, you're repeating Exactly the ideology that has been responsible for these horrific, chaotic wars and death and mayhem and hopelessness. So I don't entertain them. I don't really care. And I'm never going to play the, the, the lesser of evils. Do you know that's why, Squirrel? I did not vote for Trump in 2016. Didn't do it. He had to earn my vote. And he did. With the policies of foreign policy, with his domestic energy policy, with his... Uh, border security and an idea of Americanism. He won me over. But I wasn't going to give it to him. Because when you play that game of the lesser of evils, you get what you deserve. You get Chicago. They've been playing that game for a hundred fracking years. There isn't one of them with enough courage to say, I'm not a Democrat. They all run. And now you have half of those Democrats that run directly as socialists. Now, if you're not proud of this country and the principles it's built on, then sit in a corner with a dunce cap on, dummy. And that goes for anybody. And I don't give a rip about their money, about the threats of their lawyers. I don't care about any of it. Because to me, you're not a man if you don't stand up for the principles of Americanism. 
You're just one of those little socialist, Marxist, communist cockroaches that have destroyed Europe and virtually the world. Go stand with uh, Klaus Schwab, the son of a Nazi. Ooh, Klaus. Yeah, let's all make trillions. Take your money, you son of a Nazi, and burn. Dave in Scranton, Kansas. Sean, it's not about money. It's about control. Well, All one of gets the other nine out of ten times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to move out here from uh, Elwood, Illinois, because you got that, well, like you say, pumpkin with a... No, beanbag with a pumpkin on it. You got to build That's the visual it. because the body is round. <laughs> and now you stick two little twigs on it that can't reach its belt. Let me ask you this. How do you think it washes itself in the shower, Dave? The answer is it doesn't. Thank you very much. That's why the, the bidet was inspired. Greg in Lake Geneva. Hey, ditto, Sean. Uh, I have one Democrat that I don't think you could complain about. Uh, former Sheriff David Clark from Milwaukee County. He ran as a Democrat, but only because only way he can get elected. God, I hate that. But, I, I understand. I understand. And I, you know, if you if you discuss, but that there is such a such a cloak of cowardice in that. I'd rather run as an independent. You know, and here's the other thing, Greg. Are we ever going to fix it if we're not willing to break it? That's why I, you, you can count on your hand. I don't call myself a Republican ever, ever. Do right. I vote for some? Yeah, but I'll never label myself with the philosophy of corruption and incompetence that led to the they Illinois hear- Republicans like Denny Hassert, pedophile scum roach that he is, or the philosophies that led to the commingling Republican Party that commingles and knows it commingles with the Mike Madigan mafia. You hear me yep. tout them and say, oh, you got to vote for Durkin or Brady? No. So, you know, to me, that's what life is, right? It's every minute of every day. You either are a man and you live by a principle, or you're just a gypsy looking for the right crew. And that's not me, brother. Yeah, well, McCain, well, McCain got uh, the nomination in 08. That's when I, at that point, finally realized, no, I'm no longer voting for somebody just because they have an R. And how about Romney? Uh, the father of Obama, of Obamacare, Mitt Romney. Yep. I mean, you know, that's that's the problem with it. And before you know it, there's very little differences, very little differences. Right. And that's the year 2023. And if we're going to get it back, it's going to be uncomfortable. But ultimately, Greg, what people are afraid to admit, if you allow them in power, it's uncomfortable anyway. Greg, I appreciate the call, right. brother. Thank you for making Good it. Lake Geneva is a beautiful place to live if you're going to be in the Midwest. What's not is the sewer of Chicago. But Lori Lightfoot, she's dancing and, uh, and a jiving. Did you hear this? There's Lori Lightfoot. She's dancing around screaming, vote, vote, vote. And you get exactly what you want. In the meantime, 20% of those kids, poor kids, can read. I'll be back in 21 hours. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.